I'm Brianna McHenry. And I'm Stephanie Delaporta. And we are your guides for the When in Bloom podcast. Join us weekly as we include tips, tricks, and alignment tools that support us on our personal journeys. Bringing you back to the knowing that you have all that you need within you to bloom. Welcome everyone to today's episode. It is Brianna here and I'm so happy to be with you and to be joined with Leah and Kyle of Coherence Trainers. Hi! (laughs) They teach heart coherence to anyone who wants to experience more positive emotions in their lives. Leah is also a certified hypnotherapist and EFT practitioner, and Kyle is the co-founder of the Quantum Healing Collective, a heart math coach, and a facilitator of men's healing circles. So excited. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Yes, you're welcome. So I think today, I think it would be really awesome to start off just talking about kind of what's on your mind. What's going on in your world? Whoa, that's the (laughs) deepest question you could have started with. (laughs) Dive into the pool. Yeah, you know, what's really going on in my mind and it's become the exquisitely beautiful Mm -hmm. passion project for me and for us is this combination of the very practical way of being with and loving reality combined with reality creation. Yeah. Oh, wow. That so coincides with what I'm doing too. So similar. Oh, That's beautiful. Um, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And and so one of the things that uh, we've been doing is like, we've been reading all the different um, reality creation modalities and then finding ways to break it down so that it's easy to understand. And we're also like cross-referencing it with heart coherence. So it's been really fun. Yeah, that's amazing. I, for me personally, it was really hard to kind of get into the understanding and like the role of creator. Like I, Mm. for the longest time, I thought I had like no control over anything. And then all of a sudden I started creating things um, consciously and it it took a lot of work. Mm. Yeah. And I think, you know, what happens is people read about and learn about all of these different modalities of reality creation, or they know the life they want to have. And there can be this process. And I actually have been experiencing this a lot lately, even with clients where you get this knowledge that you create your own reality, but that also can hook up with a feeling of guilt when you've been creating, you know, shite in your life. Yeah. And then the other <laughs> the other thing too is like a lot of people understand it. Yeah. Like, oh, the, you know, the law of attraction, this is what it means. But then it's like, how, how am I taking that and implementing it into my life in each and every moment? And that's what we love really making super easy for people and finding the most profound transformational techniques that they can incorporate into their lives for a significant transformation. Yeah. So I think it, it bears talking about Uh, Because one of the main ways we help people is through establishing heart coherence. It would be great for us to talk about heart coherence because it's a modality that we teach um, to help people create new realities. Yeah. So heart coherence is when the heart, mind and emotions are in energetic alignment. Yes. And 
in speaking to reality creation, the basic premise of what people struggle with is that when you create from fear, you create what you fear. Mm. So how do you physiologically get your body in a state where you're not living from fear and from the hormones of stress? Yeah. And what we've found is that so many of the people we work with have such a strong attachment to that whole response system in their body, the hormones of stress, the think feel loop of fear or anger or lust. And it is really like, it's such a strong energetic pull that it takes commitment and practice to create a new way of life. And that's what we, we really like to help people with. And the heart coherence makes that really easy. Yeah. You know, it's just simply breathing through your heart and then moving yourself into experiencing emotions that are actually really good for you, like gratitude, appreciation, wholeness, bliss, joy. And then once you start to do that, you create new think, feel neural networks, new chemical reactions in your body. The more you do that, you create an entirely new reality every single time you practice. I love that. Kyle, I know you know a lot of like the science behind it, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I want to get into that a little bit because I know for me, I'm just like, I just know, like it's all intuitive. So I would love to see like this scientific perspective on it. Yeah, you know, the the one thing that was really um, profound for me was just understanding that there's specific emotions that when we're feeling them, they're actually down-regulating our energy. They're, they're telling our entire system to burn energy. And then cortisol is getting released into our system. All these biological changes are happening that just really aren't that good for us. And so... When I started learning about this, this is the Institute of Heart Math that teaches this science. But when I started learning about that, I was like, wow, I am literally just experiencing these emotions all the time that are really not serving me. And then they say that there's all these emotions that when you experience, they produce all these positive benefits. So DHEA, which is a hormone for longevity, starts to get released. 1,200 biological changes that promote growth and repair happen in your body. Um, And then there's like this whole magical realm that also is associated with doing this heart coherence that was really like my favorite part. Mm. Uh, But simply like just realizing that there's emotions that are good for you, emotions that are bad for you. And one will charge your energy, one will drain your energy. That was a start of like, oh my, I have to start experiencing these emotions, practicing these emotions regularly. Otherwise, I'm just going to always feel empty. I'm always going to feel tired. I'm always going to feel fearful, angry, shameful, guilty. And, and that kind of began the start of a new way of life. Yeah. Yeah. To continue just with the science and what's happening in these basic practices, which I would love to do. Mm. We always love to, it's fun to talk about, but also I would love to do it after I finish boring you with the science. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's feel it. Yeah, yeah. Let's get into it. Uh, but you know, what happens in your body and in your brain is that you have these patterns and your brain. I always, I always like to 
to say to people and I say to myself, because I think it's nice to acknowledge that you have your brain really has your best interest at heart. It tries to do these really good things for you. It tries to keep you safe. And so there's the part of your brain, your amygdala, that ends up storing these patterns. So if certain things happened when you were a kid, let's say you weren't safe, then you have these patterns of hypervigilance that happen. And they're for your best interest. It's your mind wanting you to be safe. But if you become safe and now you you're in a relationship that's happy and you have a job and you have food you still will be operating from that old pattern so you'll be looking for problems you'll be worrying about things you'll be doing all of the things that used to keep you safe but they don't actually work anymore so it's just this this complete this attempt to complete a mode of being that you'll notice just doesn't serve you at a certain point because you are actually safe or Mm -hmm. you are in a different pattern. So what happens when you do the basic techniques, which involve breathing through your heart in a way where your inhale and your exhale are even length, and then doing that paired with different renewing emotions. But what happens basically is that most people's nervous systems are out of balance. So they're either too much in sympathetic, which is like the gas pedal, or too much in parasympathetic, which is like the break. So you could just say too much anxiety, too much depression, or people have both of those going sometimes at the same time, which you can imagine if you were driving a car with your foot on the gas and the brake, your car would break down, which is what happens to people's physiology. It's why you would drain so much energy because your nervous system is not balanced. So this basic way of engaging and even inhale and exhale while focusing on your heart, what happens is each in-breath engages the sympathetic part of your nervous system naturally. Each out-breath engages the parasympathetic. So when you do that in a balanced way, you engage those branches evenly And so you create that balance, then that creates coherence in and of itself. Then when you add those renewing emotions, you establish more coherence and it becomes even beyond just a feeling of neutrality or balance into like, into the really good stuff. Into the, yeah, the emotions of living your life more in bliss, joy, Mm. peace, which is what everybody wants, right? Like we all do all this stuff and we're reading all these books and whatever future you want to create, all this stuff. It's just so you can be happy, Mm. right? Like that's kind of the secret key to life that everybody wants. I want to be happy, but how? So this is the how. Great explanation. Yeah, that is a great explanation. Thank you. That's awesome. I also had a thought come up Mm. with the emotions that are kind of perceived as like lesser, like the feelings of sadness um, Mm. or anger or any of those lesser ones that come up. (laughs) How do you kind of move through them instead of just tossing them to the side? I would love to speak to this. Go but, ahead. No, no, go okay, because this is really <laughs> sorry. I just talked a bunch, and we start again. Oh, you can keep going. I know. Go ahead. Important step. 
but this is really important <clears throat> and i've and i i get questions about this so there is a way in which i want to make it really clear that the point of this is not to just ignore your feelings your true feelings so these are practices that you'll do to change your physiology to be in more renewing emotions but the way that you can even hold your negative emotions. So in other words, if you have sadness, most people address that in a way where they're either ignoring it or yelling at it or, or handling the emotion in a way that's draining, actually. Mm -hmm. If you don't ignore it, if you listen to your emotions like they're a child or a friend, you can hold a space that's loving and welcoming. And that is a renewing facet of just being with yourself and dealing with yourself that will be less draining and will also contribute to your healing and wellness. So I love to make it really clear. A lot of what we do with people, there's a big part besides heart coherence of being a space of love and acceptance and listening to your emotions. Yeah. One of the things too is, is like we've both realized and, and had, you know, specific situations where emotions have come up in our life. I know for me, it's something that, that I struggled with for a while where I would be feeling a certain way and I would label it as bad. And because it, I would label it as bad that this emotion was coming up, it was almost like suffocating that emotion and causing it to grow and get more in yeah. intense and more intense. And so one of the things we love to do is just um, take a deep dive. When these things are coming up, welcome them. But something Leah and I both really do uh, comprehensively is explore why is it here? What is this trying to show me? What is the lesson? How is this guiding me? Like, is this from my childhood? You know, what really, what is this? And so uh, that whole journey um, provides a lot of insight and freedom. Yeah, I just had an, an experience with sadness and mm. it took me about two weeks to move through the emotion like as a whole, because it was like from my childhood, from like last year, there were so many layers to it. So each time I would like figure out a layer and I would try and get an answer to it. And why was I experiencing it? It was almost like an egoic um, answer or like an egoic lesson. And then finally, two weeks later, it was like, I'm trying to grow like, and you're not growing with me. So my sadness was literally coming from me being stagnant in just like what I was doing. And I was like, there's the answer. Like, there it is. And it was like this huge moment and celebration for myself. But it, for me, the sadness took a very long time to work through all the layers and all of the, the muck of it. Like I was really working through it. Yeah. Yeah. One of the um, big things that happened for me in my life was when I would go to present, um, I would feel fearful and I would label it as, as like a bad reaction. And because I would label it as a bad reaction, I was basically telling my emotion that it didn't belong. And I tried to actually use substances to like 
drown out that charge. But really, it's like, first I was like, you know, I'm, I'm afraid and it's okay. Like, it's all right for men to be afraid in life. You know, it's like, what would happen if I let that emotion stay? And so I, I said, I'm afraid and that's okay. And you're welcome here. Like, let's see how we can move this energy. And the more I sat with that energy, I realized that I could, like, when I welcomed that reaction, I was able to channel that energy and convert it into, like, an energy that I, I now use for power. Like, it's, it's hard to explain, but I converted the fear into courage. And mm-hmm. now that energy that I was labeling as bad is what moves a room. When I'm speaking yeah. at rehabs, you know what I mean? And oh. all, I ha- all I had to do was make friends with it. It's like, you know what? It's all right. I'm afraid and you can stay emotion. You're, you're allowed here. I'm going to love you yeah. up and then we're going to see what happens. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. And you know, there is no courage without fear. Mm-hmm. So mm. I think people mistake courage as it's this thing that some people have that maybe you feel like you're missing because you're afraid. So it's people who do things fearlessly is kind of what I thought at a certain point. Mm-hmm. And then to actually realize it's not, it's never what's happening. It's always how we're handling and thinking about what happens. So the way that you deal with even these emotions that they could be more draining, but it's how you hold them. So whenever I really realize that, oh, this is actually what makes you courageous is that you feel afraid and you do it anyway. Mm. That's actually courage. There is no courage without fear. If you were fearless, you wouldn't really be that courageous. You just sometimes people are they have no fear. They might look courageous, but it's actually like stupidity or mm. like lack of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and there's two yeah. like there's also a significant cultural influence on how I would say men in Mm. particular handle their emotions. And it's like, you grow up being taught that you like, not necessarily taught, but if you observed your external environment, the overarching message would be that men have to be tough. They have to be strong. They, they can't be soft. And so it's basically like when these things come up, you know, so often what happens is when men are fearful, they, instead of owning that and saying, like I was saying, I'm afraid they, they mask that with anger. So it's like, they're really fearful. So instead they get hard and they're like, no, they go in attack mode. Like I'm gonna like snap at you and I'm going to show you how strong I am. But in reality, they're just fearful. And it's like, all right, working with guys, so yeah, it's okay. it's okay. You don't have to be tough now. <laughs> like yeah. we're good, you know. Let's, that let's makes relax. So much sense because I see children so often now where they're when they are sad or fearful and their parents get angry at them. So yeah. it makes perfect sense as to how that's their reaction now when they experience it themselves to be angry because that's yeah. what an amazing connection. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's what we do. I think. Most of us grew up and you either got directly yelled at or at least made to feel that your emotions were not 
they made people uncomfortable unless they were perfect and happy and anything outside of that was unacceptable. So we treat ourselves like that Mm -hmm. where it is not acceptable to be feeling your feelings and the way to deal with a child or yourself or someone else is really just to listen to them, to try to understand the feelings. And once the person, or when you do this with yourself, once it's understood and felt and acknowledged and lovingly witnessed, then you can say, Hey, what are some strategies where you could deal with this better if you want them? Mm. That's the general path of how to deal with your emotions or a friend's emotions or a child. Cause it is nice to have somebody who will support you at the end after you've been listened to and you don't feel like somebody saying, Oh, like there is, I think in the spiritual community, there's a, there is obviously an emphasis on being positive, mm-hmm. which is great. It's great to find better feeling thoughts and to go towards the positive if it's true, mm. but nothing feels worse than being unacknowledged or, you know, if you announced that you were afraid or upset about something and somebody just said like, you should be grateful for the life you have. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't feel good. Yeah. Yeah. And what happens too is, is like, so we have a natural energy flow inside our bodies um, when we're expressing ourselves healthily and allowing these emotions to come up. But when we're stuffing emotions down and telling them they don't belong or acting any way other than what our truth is, energy gets stuck. And that's, that's when like disease starts happening when we're suppressing things that aren't supposed to be suppressed. Yeah, that's exactly my beliefs that all any I actually was sick last week and I was trying to figure out what was causing the sickness Mm. on an energetic level. And I was like, okay, I guess I haven't been doing enough like work. I've really been slacking the last week or two. So I was like, (laughs) okay, I'll go back. I'm doing breath work. (laughs) Yeah. 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 You know, the other thing too is like, so just thinking about everything we're saying from a cultural standpoint, it, it seems pretty evident that it is hard for people right now across the board on average to deal with their emotions. It's like not something we learn how to do. And overall, we're not doing a great job. And so that's what we're bringing to the table. But here's what's wild is when you have one person who's struggling with their emotions and then they get in a relationship with another person who's struggling with their emotions, it's chaos. And so that's another element of what we try to teach and bring some order, some coherence to relationships so that people can allow these emotions not only to rise within themselves, but to rise within the relationship and be okay. Uh And if it causes any sort of weird feelings between you and your significant other, have a healthy space to communicate about it, to understand it, to grow from it. Yeah, I would love so much to touch more on that. My partner and I have been like really working a lot on being, I can see when like I'm triggering something within him from his childhood and from all Mm. the work that I do. And I've known him for a while. I like know exactly where it's from. So it's really hard sometimes to, for other people. And it's not that difficult for him and I now, because we see it and we work around it. But if you're 
I would love to talk about if you're one of like, I actually just had a friend message me this yesterday asking for advice. So I think this is a sign (laughs) like so perfect. She's in a relationship where like, she's really here and open to do the work and seeing lots of triggers in her partner. And she's not really sure how to approach it to where it's because it almost feels like attacking sometimes when you Mm. bring it to someone that isn't necessarily open to doing the work. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Yeah, it does. And I think because we will work with couples who where they're both interested, but in that case, it feels like, you know, there's sometimes just your own work that you can do. So there's a way when we um, have a conversation, especially if it's something that's like a more emotional topic where you can both get coherent, Mm. but you can also do it alone if you don't have a partner. And it's a way to listen better, which is always going to facilitate a better reaction on the other end, even if the person's not participating in it. And then also it's going to make you in a state where you're not just acting from that amygdala hijacked place and you can actually be present. So we, yeah, we, we taught a little course that is couples coherence. Yeah. I was about to say we could go in depth. Like Mm. we could, this question you just asked could have like a 10 hour answer. (laughs) We we created an awesome course, but some of the things that I, I like to think about is it, you know, what happens so often, and I see it in a lot of relationships is somebody got triggered and then the other person as a result will shut down. And then as a result, they're both feeling a certain way. And then because they're feeling a certain way, they feel like they're not receiving something from their partner, but they also stopped giving it to that partner. So it's it's almost one of those things where it's like, if you want to restore, somebody's got to have to be the bigger person and start making those connections again. Maybe give the love you want to receive. And the other thing is that when we talk about people and their readiness to change, not everyone's necessarily ready to change, but that's the magnificent thing about the heart is that it influences people even when they're not ready to change. So when we breathe rhythmically through our heart and it creates an electromagnetic field around us, that electromagnetic field penetrates skin. So, and it influences the nervous system of our partners. It influences the field environment. So even if they aren't ready, if you do these practices we teach and hold a loving space and change the field environment, it automatically has an effect on them. Yeah. Oh, and it's so powerful. Like it's so important too, I think, to realize how powerful you are as an individual being. Like just by you doing that has an effect on someone's life. Yeah. And really, I think as we were talking about before, it's like everybody wants happiness and wants love. So if you create that space of love and happiness within yourself, someone's either going to get with it or they're going to go away from it. You know, whatever you are, because we're all mostly looking for these things in another person. And I think that neediness is always, it's usually answered with rejection. Mm. 
usually yes the more you're needing somebody to validate or like needing the the less you get it really there is something about it's it's frustrating in a way until you get there but as soon as you are that loving space everybody's just ready to love you Yeah. yeah so the workaround is this can create changes in another person but also if it doesn't you're this person that gives yourself exactly what you need mm. that feels like you're a space of love for yourself and mostly that needlessness is going to attract people to love and validate you as soon as you don't need any validation everybody's telling you you are the greatest person ever because we all love people that are not needy and that are totally themselves mm. so mm-hmm. There's no, there's going to be no loss if you, if you go and do this work, when you feel like you are that space of love and you're coherent within yourself, you actually probably don't really need that much. Yeah. That's, that's such a good point. And I see it happen again and again with some of the people I coach is that some sort of conflict will happen in that relationship. And they are like begging, like, love me, love me, love me. (laughs) And it's like, you don't love yourself. You know, you have to love yourself. You have to get strong. And there's especially um, like a real turnoff when it comes to men doing this to women. It's like, you know, there's a divine masculine, divine feminine. But when the guy takes this position of why don't you love me? Why don't you love me? That is so unattractive to a woman. (laughs) She's like, go get some purpose, man. Go be a man. Go cut wood. I don't know, but just be strong. <laughs> I actually don't want you to care about me like crazy. I want you to love yourself. Like obviously <laughs> women want their, their significance, other, others to care about them. But I just see it again and again. And guys will come to me and they'll, they'll say, I don't know what to do. And I'll say, well, what's happening? And they're just saying, well, she doesn't love me anymore. And I say, do you love you? Do you have a purpose? And almost every time they say no. You know, so I that's think it's too, it's too much pressure for some to know that somebody really needs you as their. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing for somebody to really want you as their moon and stars, but when I think it's too much pressure when you're the 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 planet that somebody needs to revolve around to be okay. It's like that is way too much pressure. That feels <laughs> like, yeah. like I don't I don't yeah. want to do that. Yeah, I think that's why we are healthy because we both love each other. And love ourselves and like we both know we're always good on our own like i know you're good yeah. i'm no i'm good so it's it's just cool like that yeah you know oh uh, i love i'm loving this my mind is like blown again <laughs> um, <laughs> even uh loving yourself comes up for me when i do readings all of the time sometimes it feels so hard to love yourself it's just so hard to bring that in. Do you have any ways to kind of step into this space of like fully loving and honoring yourself? Yeah, I have to say, so I do work with people. There's some basic stuff that I think, you know, would speak to things we do together, but I will say there is deep work to be done that connects people. Really what happens, the path of what happens is that if you didn't receive love in a way that felt good as a child, 
as a defense mechanism. Again, your brain is this beautiful, positive thing that is always trying to keep you safe. But when you don't get love as a kid, there's something in you that fractures off into a facet of self-hate. And it's a way to agree with the people that are supposed to be taking care of you and loving you. So it's, it's just this defense mechanism that happens. So I help people and have done this within myself too, by there's just work to be done where you're going back and healing that trauma by interacting with your past selves, doing inner child work, where you are giving them the love and the focused attention, all the things we talked about where we were talking about what to do around emotions with yourself and with other people to go back and do that with the prior versions of yourself. That is what I see heals people because you can't just like, I always talk about, it's like, we all want to plant these beautiful flowers. So it's like, Oh, self-love. And I want to, whatever your lofty spiritual goals are, but if you're planting flowers on crap, you're not going to grow good flowers. So you have to go in and change the composition of the soil. You have to go in. There's work to be done in the past to really listen to and love and give those prior versions of yourself that live with you. Cause we're all this amalgamation of all the parts of our life that form your identity. So to go back and address them and love them that's what I see heals people. Yeah, and, and so good how you're talking about going in and laying down a new soil. The other thing I like to do is like celebrate the flowers that do exist and mm. teach people how. Yeah. I think what you're saying is so necessary, yeah. but like also I'll notice people, they'll like, they'll have this goal and it's this huge goal and it'll take them a year to accomplish and then they'll accomplish that goal, but there was like no satisfaction. Mm. There was no like, self-love or self-reward around what they just did and so it's like they're addicted to these fear responses so we teach people how to go back to these moments in their life that they should be truly grateful for Mm. and celebrate those moments and be like yo i actually am awesome like let's love these moments and then go back to to moments in their childhood that they can celebrate and feel that self-love again activate that again activate moments that grateful for act activate moments that accomplish things and supercharge it like really really feel it and the more we can get them to feel those things the more it will activate that self-love and you know the the thing too is that so that's the past thing and then what you're talking about is to add and acknowledge as you go along And to continue with that theme of what do I do in the present, it's really the best way to think about self-love, like any other love relationship, needs to be developed and you need to feel like there's proof of love. Like if you you start dating some guy, I don't know, you barely know him, maybe a couple weeks into it, he starts saying, I love you. But I don't know, he, he never really takes you out he doesn't really do anything to help you. And it's just like every once in a while, he's kind of like saying, yeah, you can trust me. I, I love you. But like, he doesn't clean the snow off your car in the morning. And he, 
He like doesn't make you a cup of coffee. He doesn't know what you even like in your coffee. He sort of like uncaringly has sex with you. Like as if he's just having sex at you, you know, like all the, all the evidence that would make you feel like, Oh, those words are kind of empty. That is you being with yourself. So if you're in a relationship with somebody who doesn't listen to you, you don't feel very loved. So if the process of self-love, it's a proof process, just like any other relationship. How do you know somebody loves you? I know somebody loves me when they know how I take my coffee, when they actually listen to me, when they engage with me, when I feel accepted, when I feel attended to. So taking those actions in current time, like actually at a certain point I started, I know this probably sounds silly, but I always do love the the how like that because self-love is like, all right, love yourself. What the hell does that mean? There was a point at which, because I personally went on a journey from hate, self-hate, addiction, trauma, like, you know, whatever, stack the plate up. Everything was on my plate. And the actual simplicity of self-love, it's just, it's just like any other relationship. So, okay, I'm feeding myself good meals. I find out how much water should a person drink. I actually drink that water every day. Mm. I have a system that I do it. I started doing a thing where, cause there's this nice thing when you start taking care of yourself, it's like you're in. I always think of addiction like it's basically your present self continually screwing over your future self. Mm. You know, it's like, I'm going to do this thing now because it feels good. I'm going to screw over future self and your future self arrives and you're like, oh, my God, you really did not set us up well here. (laughs) So I wanted to do the opposite of that. So I'm like, how can my present self set up my future self where I'll arrive in that place and be like, thank you. So I would set up my stuff to like make my coffee in the morning Mm. and write myself a love note. And like you get up in the morning and it's all set up and you're like, Oh, thank you. (laughs) So I started doing stuff like that. Like I'm my own little boyfriend Yeah, doing like cute, nice things. So in my nighttime journal, sometimes I'd still do it. I think two days (laughs) ago, I wrote in my morning thing, a couple of affirmations. And then the first thing I wrote was like, Good morning, love muffin. I love you. <laughs> something, <laughs> something ridiculous. Mm. So it's a relationship. So yeah. I I developed a policy in my brain where it was a hundred percent. There is no crappy talk to myself. Mm. This was a big transfer, but we do really well with black and white and abstinence in as a human. You know, like if you can eat some sugar, that's always a little trickier than I don't eat sugar at all. Right. So, I developed a black and white policy. I only talk to myself in my brain, like a friend, a parent, uh, a father, a husband, whatever, fill in the blank. I've used different things in the transfer process. I didn't yell at myself when I looked in the mirror and said, oh my God, your body is disgusting. I would say almost like a little kid who's reaching for something on a table that's sharp, just like, no, thank you. I would just, no, thank you. And move to saying something else until I created a place that felt loving. Mm. So that's how you feel loved. You talk to yourself in a loving way. You listen, you welcome, and you write yourself love notes and set your future self up with niceness. 
Mm. And I do feel loved. I, I feel like sometimes I can't even believe that I have become the person I've become because it's such a friendly, nice space to live within myself. Mm. Oh, that's so beautiful. I'm like speechless. This is, that is amazing. It is. That was great. <laughs> I'm like surrounded but with rose quartz and I'm like, guys, why isn't it happening? <laughs> yeah, because you have to embody it. You got to step up and do the work. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is nice to transfer that. I, I will talk about, because I think, you know, even if you want to talk about a relationship with God, it's the same thing. If you, the way to be successful in an area is to transfer what you know and what works into the new thing. So you know how to have a relationship with somebody else. You Like mm. I knew, okay, I, I can get a sense of what it feels like when someone else loves me. Like, what would I want my boyfriend to treat me like? Oh, okay. <laughs> These are the things I'm going to do. Yeah. Brilliant. Mm. And it takes a little discipline too. You know, you, there's things you have to do every day that probably maybe you don't want to do, but you just have to do them in the act of self-love, you know? Yes. Yeah, yeah I think morning and nighttime routine is irreplaceable. Mm. To to give a little extra knowledge into it, too, your mind is in a state of hypnosis the half an hour before you go to bed and the half an hour when you wake up. So anything you do, and I love... I love a high return on investment. I love doing things that are easy and work. Uh, so if you choose to do things when you're making changes in that in those windows, you'll experience exponential benefits because you're taking advantage of a naturally receptive brain state. And so, that's one of the things we love to do with people is yeah. pretty much uh, like subconscious reprogramming techniques that they can do in the morning and at night that really will transform their subconscious mind and you know, Leah has all these incredible techniques that she uses. I like a program called Mind Movies, mm. which it's it, it's had so many different goals show up in my life again and again with ease. And yeah. once, once you talk about what that is. Yeah. yeah so basically, uh, Mind Movies is so you put all your goals, you, you basically affirm all your goals as if they've already happened. And then you link them to a picture. So, for example, I, I put in my mind movie a year ago, I love all the members in my heart coherence group. And I didn't have a heart coherence group at that time. And I linked it to a picture of me with a bunch of people. And so that was one specific goal. And yeah. then like another one would be, I love my dream job as a planning and development director. And then I put a picture of me as a planning and development director. And I wasn't a planning and development director when I put that in my mind movie. And so you, you have all these pictures with all these affirmations underneath them. And they are played back to back with a song that induces trance. So you watch them in, your, uh, in the morning and at night. And so basically all these pictures get embedded in your subconscious as if they already exist. And since your subconscious thinks that these things already exist, it basically, you know, law of attraction, you don't get in life what you want, you get what you are. Your subconscious thinks that's who you are now. And so it attracts these opportunities into your life with ease. And so like, I, I had that, for example, that goal of 
uh, I want more members of my heart coherence group when I didn't have a heart coherence <laughs> group, but now that's in my subconscious mind and I easily create a heart coherence collaborative and members are easily being attracted to this group <laughs> mm-hmm. because it's, it's my br- like your brain just reacts once it's in the subconscious mind. Yeah. yeah. You could talk about this in a magical way and also in a very practical way, which I really like to unite those things. Yeah. So you can talk about the energy that happens when you put forth a belief and an energy into the world and how it responds. I do believe that. There's also a way in which when you put those things into your brain, it will start noticing the opportunities and things and paths that will put you into that lifeline. Mm. So it's that thing of when, like, if you buy a new white Honda, suddenly you start noticing white Hondas on the road right. and you never saw them. So if you put it into your mind that you are going to be this, or you're going to do that or have that all of a sudden, because that's lit up, you'll notice the opportunities and the things that are going to connect you to doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And we've, we've studied like pretty much all the different reality creation techniques and what's why we're one of the reasons we're so like in love with heart coherence is it amplifies all of them. The law of manifestation says a clear intention plus an elevated emotion is how you manifest things in your life. And the higher you can elevate your emotion, the higher the frequency, the quicker you will be able to basically create your goals and your goals will show up. And so one of the things I do with a lot of men, you know, I think there's this thing that happens where people go through their day after day after day, and they get so accustomed to it that they forget to dream, you know? So like the first step is like, all right, forget about where you're at right now. Mm -hmm. Like if you were nobody at no time and nowhere right now, who would you want to become? And let's identify that. Let's get clear on your new intention. Stop going through the motions of the life you hate. Like, let's identify who you want to become. And then we're going to embed that into your brain so that you believe you are that person. And then we're going to amplify it with elevated emotions so that the universe is drawing those opportunities into your life quickly. And the thing is, we like have so many different reality creation techniques that we use that we're obsessed with. We have so much fun with it. And uh, we actually now have like a a little mini thing we do once a month where it's like a call. It's a reality creation call where people will come on with Leah and I and we teach them techniques and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, What you were just describing um my future self also described it kind of similarly uh with it when it comes to like creating your future Mm. Uh, I was doing a breathwork session and I my future self was guiding me um through the breathwork and it was something like she told me that I have to stop referring to her as my future self she was like I'm not your future self. I am you. Mm. And I immediately was like, yeah, but my future self like lives in the woods and like a cute little house. And I live in an apartment <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then this future self slash current self was like, you, all you have to do is step outside 
and go for a walk in the woods. Like it can be that simple to like bring this future version of yourself into your reality. Yes. Yeah. The first, the first step is to just identifying who you want that future self to be and then just owning it, you know? And, and I, I actually like, for example, I recently um, probably four months ago, I applied for a job that I really probably wasn't qualified for. And I just said, that is who I am. I am that. (laughs) And I walked into the interview. I am that. And I let them know that is who I am. I am the man you're looking for. (laughs) And they came knocking on my door. That's what you said to me. And I do it with (laughs) girls. I I do it in all aspects of my life. It's like, if I want something, I'm going to, I'm going to become that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to assume it's who I am even before you get the evidence. Yeah. It's like, we can become anybody if we believe it. Belief is so important. And so anyway, what happened was they knocked on my door. They said, the job is yours. The girl is yours. The girl is mine. Here we are. Here we are. Living the dream. And that's what it's all about. Like, you know, (laughs) we, we love to serve people. And it's also fun to have the dream girl, the dream job, the dream, everything. It's all possible too. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of my biggest, like, things that I taught as a dance teacher was kind of fake it till you make it. Yeah. Yeah. I would be in, like, I would be teaching a dance class and my students would be so confused because I was always messing up and I like, wouldn't, I'm super intuitive. So even when, when I would dance and teach dance, I would like do it intuitively. So I would forget what, and they would get so confused because I just acted like I knew what I was doing. (laughs) <laughs> mm. yeah yeah one of the like most fun reality creation techniques that we've been super hot on lately is you go into the future and you talk as if your goals and dreams have already happened and you like envision them and you're like i remember when and you start talking about it like i remember when you know oh we spoke at all those conferences and everybody was loving it and tony robbins was giving me a big <laughs> hug and we want a Nobel Peace Prize. Like you could say anything in the world. That was a little extreme, but literally you just step into the future and imagine your goal as if it already exists. And again, that creates neural networks in your brain. You start creating the chemicals of as if that's who you are. So I try to do that stuff. Like once Leah taught me that, I was like, that is it. I want to do that all day long. Yeah. It's so powerful, you know? Well, that makes so much sense too. Cause it's like, if time is not linear, it's all happening at the same time. We go back and do like inner child work and child healing. Why can't we do the same thing to our, our future? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Leah actually has a great meditation on her YouTube channel, which I don't know if you've ever, if you knew that or not, but Leah has a great <laughs> YouTube channel with incredible meditations. And one of them, you go back on your timeline, love yourself up and in the future and love yourself up wow we'll definitely check that out and we'll yes. definitely link it too yes i'm, I'm her my hi- i'm her hype man, I'm her hype man. man. and the world's best meditation guider Leah <laughs> i love that and where's the best place for people to find you and start working with you 
Oh, down in the corner of Fifth and Noah. <laughs> no, so our our we can give you the links, but our Facebook business page is Coherence Trainers. Our email is coherencetrainers at gmail.com. And I can send those to you. And the High Coherence Collaborative. We're, all, we're always on there doing something fun. That oh, is yeah. our Facebook group, the Heart Coherence Collaborative. Full of incredible people it really just is. loving each other up. It's yeah. a big celebration so we of do, the heart space. We, mm-hmm. we do heart coherence techniques and there's meditations in there. And then also more and more, we're having really cool guests on. Yeah. That. I'm in this group and it really is amazing. I don't use social media and Mm. that's like one of the things that i check just about every day it's such like it's such a loving space and i also invite a lot of people to it it's you know what's cool is like we don't really see who's watching or anything but i'll be walking around town and and there's some men i know that are like grown men like 60 ride motorcycles (laughs) and tough guys like and they'll come up to me and they'll be hey I'll say, hey, what's up? And like, I really like that heart coherence collaborative <laughs> and the meditations you're doing. And I'm like, what? Like you, you and the heart? That's awesome, man. Wow. That's so, that also kind of made me think too about, I feel men mostly when yeah. they're older, I feel, um, get really sick with like heart problems. Yeah. So yeah. they're not tapping into that love space and that heart energy. Very, yeah. very true. It's the accumulation of stress and mm. emotional repression. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And we've got to observe some people who probably have been tightening that area for a long time, starting to soften and feel that space and reactivate that space coordinate the heart and mind for the first time in a long time and when you observe it it's a miracle it's like seeing somebody be reborn yeah yes do you want to oh we said we were going to do some heart coherence so would you like to end with that i would love that that would be amazing let's do it all right cool so do you want to because it might be new people do you want to just explain the step of heart focused breathing and I'll, I'll explain just the details of it. Yeah. 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 So there's two steps and the first step is called heart focused breathing. So we just focus our attention on the area of our heart and we imagine that our breath is flowing in and out of our heart. And we recommend a pace of five seconds on the in breath, five seconds on the out breath or any pace that's comfortable as long as the in breath and out breath are even. Yeah, so the cool thing about these techniques is that you can do it with your eyes open or eyes closed. So you can do them when you're just out in public or wherever. If you can comfortably close your eyes, it does help you focus a little bit in the beginning when you're practicing. And it's really great to put your hands on your heart. You don't have to do that, but having that touch there is a natural way to allow yourself to focus on that area. And just pick the same in and out breath. So if it's five seconds or six seconds, just make it even. So why don't we do that? And then we'll just add some emotions freestyle. Freestyle? Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So if everyone could focus their attention in the area of their heart. Now imagine that your breath is flowing in and out of your heart or chest area, breathing a little slower and deeper than usual. 
and you can try a pace of five seconds on the in-breath, five seconds on the out-breath. Now, as you're breathing in and out of your heart, think about a moment in your life that you feel really grateful for. Could be something way in the past or something recent. Just try to tune into that moment now, see what you saw, feel what you felt, hear what you heard, smell what you smell. Just be there now. Just try to really tune in to the feeling of gratitude, maybe smile, reliving that moment as you breathe in and out of your heart. Now, still breathing in and out of your heart. Tap into the feeling of comfort. So maybe it's the feeling of your bed. Maybe you can think of being in front of a warm fire. Maybe you think about it's Christmas time and you're in pajamas that are cozy. Just feel that feeling of coziness, of comfort. Now, as you continue to breathe in and out through your heart, I want you to try to activate the feeling of joy. Maybe you imagine yourself playing as a kid or even playing as an adult. Maybe you think of a moment that just really made you smile, some fun moment. Just really try to experience joy and breathe in and out of your heart as you think about whatever it is that really brings you joy or a moment that brought you joy. now still breathing in and out of your heart. Think of a moment of peace. So maybe it's inside of a church. Maybe it's just the quietness of being out in nature. Maybe you're in a field. Maybe you're at a lake and you can hear crickets. Whatever feels like a slow, still, peaceful place, breathe in and out of your heart and just feel that peace as if you're settling in to the exact present moment. Now, lastly, I want you to go into the future and imagine one of your goals coming true, whatever that is. Just be there and experience it as if it's actually happened and just feel how good that feels, that your goal is complete. You've done it.
All right. Thank you everybody for taking that trip through the heart with us. You are now going to feel better. <laughs> you are now feeling better. Please think twice before driving. I <laughs> 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 literally was not even here. That was beautiful. And so fast. I know. Yeah. So it, the really cool thing is that you you can just devote a minute to this and get into that state of coherence and feel that it's like you're tapped into feeling in harmony, feeling mm. like you're actually resting in yeah. the present. Actually, so the, the Earth's magnetic field vibrates at 0 0.01 hertz. And so when we do heart coherence, we vibrate at 0 0.01 hertz. And we come into alignment with a greater energy source. And that's when we heal. We become little Earth beings. Captain Planet is my hero. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for having us and for <laughs> listening to that our impromptu song. Um, that's so beautiful. That was such a good example of joy, of a joyful moment. Yes. <laughs> During the meditation, like the the quick little coherence, I was like really struggling finding a moment of joy mm. and i'm like, oh. right, gonna bring that into my life more interesting you have it recorded now so you can play it at a future time yeah, <laughs> yeah yep there we go mm. yeah you know it's really good when you do these practices to have your easy go-to's yes yeah and you know that's the other thing just if you're listening and you did have a hard time going into the heart just know that it takes practice you know it's it's like the more you practice this the more your heart softens the more you'll feel these things so like leah said it helps to have an emotion that's easy for you to experience mm -hmm. a lot of people one of the most like easy elevated emotions to access is ease because there's so many places that people can go to mentally that actually make them feel ease like the beach nature mm -hmm. So as you're breathing in and out of your heart, if you want to try this on your own, just think about the, a state of ease, like being at your favorite place that relaxes you. And then from there, it might be easier to experience some of the other emotions that might be harder to feel right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, but I will say just, you know, if, if you're going to figure out more about the emotions, just that taking the breath into your heart at, about five or six seconds in five or six seconds out that will harmonize your physiology to at least get some sense of something that will feel relieving or returning to the present but that's a really important place to start to just get to that neutral place just the breathing and if you keep it perfectly timed and there's plenty of resources where you can just get a timer if you make that perfect, you know, same in-breath, out-breath, the effects of that, we have biofeedback equipment that we can measure. So just, just doing that part will really help you a lot to actually feel it even when you first start practicing. Oh, yeah. And that's one thing I want to mention. Just I feel like we need to keep going and keep going. But anyway, um, there's this, the biofeedback device. There is this thing called an inner balance that will guide people into obtaining the state of coherence for me it was like my best friend when i first started learning about coherence mm -hmm. it teaches you how to obtain the state of coherence 
and it will change your life. So if you're interested in, in learning more about one of those, just let us know and we'll, or we'll send you a link mm -hmm. so people can get one. Yeah. And it keeps your breath time. So there's a little mechanism that it will keep you at time when you're practicing. And it, I noticed how much it worked to use that and how it did change the results of my coherence. Change your coherence. You change your life. That's kind of our thing. Yeah. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank so, you so much. So much and one last time where can everyone reach out to you and find you and work with you yeah so our our business page to contact us is facebook it's coherence trainers and the group that we have is the heart coherence collaborative everybody's welcome to join that group and then if you didn't have facebook you could contact us at coherence trainers at gmail.com if you want to work with us in any of those capacities that we talked about we yeah wow. yeah if you're a man out there and you're looking for a men's circle we do those <laughs> not leah i don't do that <laughs> leah does I'm those doing my lady stuff over here <laughs> no but yeah if you're, if you're struggling reach out if you need anything just reach out yeah. we love helping people so just find your way to us wow. i that's such a beautiful example too about like you attract what you put out so it's like I, this is how you get to me and that's it like yeah that's amazing i love it mm. thank you so much for this opportunity yes thank yeah. you thank you thank you so much everyone for listening on today's episode i personally had so much fun uh recording and connecting with Leah and Kyle. I'm really excited to start working with them and I hope to see you in their beautiful heart coherence group on Facebook. It's such a beautiful space and we have our own Facebook group too. It's called When in Bloom Family. We can chat and connect on there and we'll see everyone next week. <laughs>